0: Movie Blast, Movie
1: Blast, Movie Blast Movie Blast, Movie Blast, Movie Blast With Bob and Bax
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax I'm Bob
1: And I'm Bax And that's Bax That's me We're the Movie Blast You, You changed it up on me a little bit there when you were like, that's Bax I know, yeah, that was to
0: let the audience know that we say it every time and every time we've decided that we were going to do it exactly the same way, except right now. So, AJ. Man, it's getting wild. Um, we watched a movie this week. Uh, I picked it. It was Reanimator. It's a wild one. It, it definitely was an interesting movie. Um, it was actually a first time watch for me because I actually I'd seen Bride of Reanimator because that's what I had been given by a friend to watch back in the day but I'd never seen Reanimator animator
1: before. So I have thoughts and opinions. I would have thought that you would have seen this movie a few times at least. Mm-mm. Nope. This is a first time watch. Just like going off like, like your movie guy status and especially like your experience with the horror genre. Yeah, it's surprising to me that this was your first time viewing it.
0: Yeah, and you own this movie. I don't even own this movie. So you're the true horror expert.
1: <laughs> I do. I got it. It's uh, one of those like four movie sets and you know those are like tough for me to pass up when it's like hey you can get like these four movies for five bucks it's like man it's hard to say no what are the four man do you want to t- uh, man it'd, be, it'd probably be hard to guess do you want to take guesses at what uh, else is in the set or should i just tell you bride of reanimator not in the set okay then just tell me okay hellraiser og hellraiser mm. og children of the corn okay and this is a this is a side thing i picked up like a five dollar children of the corn collection and it didn't have the original which was interesting to me because like i'm buying this collection you know and it's like a six movie thing so i think i'm gonna get all of them the original wasn't in there but i got in this set the uh the fourth one is it's the documentary about nightmare on elm street is it never sleep again yeah okay yeah so that's in there and that's kind of cool because it's like that disc has a lot on it. I don't know if it's like 4 hours or something, but that one disc has a lot on it. Yeah, no,
0: that's super cool. I mean, that's yeah. for, for you really got it for 5 bucks?
1: It it was like maybe it was 10, but it was one of those things. I'm like you're at M- you're or your Walmart or whatever and you see it and it's like it's hard to pass it up.
0: Yeah, no, for 10 bucks, those four movies aren't that bad, except Children of the Corn and Hellraiser. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah i never really liked children of the cornbacks that's a spoiler
1: it's like i kind of want to get into the hellraiser conversation and the children of the corn conversation but that would be that would not keep us on track and like i feel like this is true so so here's
0: what we'll do we'll table it until the end and that'll be the last we'll do we'll do that at the end so if you really want to know about what our thoughts are in hellraiser and children of the corn go to the end of the episode that's where we're going to talk about it but right now Facts hit him with the facts about Reanimator.
1: Can I tell a story about Reanimator first? Absolutely. Have you ever felt like you're too honest? Yes. I was at work and I was making that small talk at work, you know. And some people at the office know that I watch movies and they were like, What was the last movie you watched? And I was like, Reanimator. And then I had to kind of like catch myself and I was like, As a disclaimer. (laughs) If you're not really into the horror genre, I would recommend that you avoid it at all costs. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like I had to like kind of like like you're an honest person, and people ask you an honest question, you give it to them, you know. But like, there's like you're at work, and you kind of had the mask on, so it's one of those situations. And like you're talking about Reanimator in the Office, and like that could go, that could go a certain way, you know. So,
0: oh yeah, no, I actually had the similar thing where I was like, they were like, what what movie did you watch this week? And I was like Reanimator, and they're like, would you recommend it? I was like, no, not for you. They're like, why not for me? And I'm like, because you don't want to see a guy's eyes explode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the person I was talking to is like super, super sweet, seems super innocent, like super well-to-do person. And it's like, yeah, like I don't see Reanimator being one for you.
0: Yeah, next time you just lie and say, yeah, I just watched Labyrinth. Yeah. It's a Jim Henson movie. Frozen. Yeah, just say that.
1: Yeah, Frozen's a good fallback.
0: All right, facts. Facts.
1: Yeah, yeah, we... Getting distracted. Gotta get back on track. So, Reanimator was released on October 18th, near 1985. It was directed by Stuart Gordon. It was produced by Brian. Is it Yuzna or Yuzna?
0: Man, your guess is as good as mine.
1: It's like I feel like Brian's worked on some other stuff kind of within the Reanimator ish genre. But maybe that's another conversation for another day. Probably the biggest thing about Reanimator that people might want to know is it's based on a novelette or novella, whatever you're going to call it by HP Lovecraft. And I feel like people know about HP Lovecraft. You got anything about Lovecraft for the people and like Lovecraftian stuff or?
0: Yeah. uh, So Lovecraftian horror, uh, the movie takes place in Arkham, Massachusetts. um, And, Ah, uh, Lovecraft has a lot of like the elder gods and stuff like that in his mythos. Like he deals with like the dark ones and like uh, other realmly things. So it's the things that don't belong in this realm that creep into our world. Um, an example of it would be if you've seen in the mouth of madness, uh, like the tentacles that go under the door. That is Lovecraftian tentacles. That's part of it. Uh, sea creature, monstery stuff—that's Lovecraftian. Portals, of... to other, por- por- portals to other, absolutely. Portals to other worlds—that's uh, Lovecraft. So, um, yeah, like another movie that a Lovecraftian horror would be *From Beyond*. But yeah, so H.P. Lovecraft was a was a gothic uh, writer, and uh, I actually have a collection of his work. I was going to read this, but I didn't have time to do it, so I was going to do a comparison. But I'll let you guys know if I ever get around to the *Reanimator* you know, uh, novella.
1: Wikipedia told me that Lovecraft was one of the guys where like during his actual life, like he was not successful like during his actual life he was virtually unknown, and then it wasn't until like after he passed away that like his work got noticed
0: absolutely yeah, so basically he has no idea that he created like a bunch of things that a bunch of people love like there's board games based off his stuff there's video games and movies based off of his work, so right. it's very cool um, so the director of the film, his last project that he worked on was Bunker of Blood, Chapter 5, Psycho Sideshow, Demon Freaks. So I just wanted to let you know that, Bags. Um,
1: Sure, sure, Gordon. It looks like you're into what you're into.
0: Absolutely. But he actually did The Pit and the Pendulum in 1991. Uh, He did Dolls. And uh, the two things that would be uh, Lovecraftian were Dagon, From Beyond, and Reanimator. So those are his Lovecraftian
1: horrors. Is Dolls the one that you were watching and you were sending me snaps and I wasn't really feeling it? Yeah, Dolls
0: is the one that has like the
1: iconic uh, picture art that has the girl, the little
0: doll holding the eyeballs. Yeah. It's, uh, it was something that always freaked me out as a kid because I uh, worked at a blockbuster and I always saw it. And I was like, man, that's too wild for me. And then I saw it and I was like, this is not that bad. Um, and then I wanted to send a demonic doll to Bax, but I never got around to it.
1: It still freaks me out. Like I, I didn't grow out of that stage of my life where that stuff was weird to me.
0: So, if anybody wants to send backs a demonic doll, uh, let me know, and I will tell you the details. Man,
1: the the only other facts that I have, um, this was shot on a budget of nine hundred k, and um, at the box office, it did two million. So, those are my last facts for Reanimator. And I
0: think it's probably made even more money now because it launched a like a Bride of Reanimator things like that. Like, I think it probably found another life with VHS and DVD and now Blu-ray. I think, uh, it's probably banked a lot more.
1: So gazillion percent.
0: I'm going to hit you with a spoiler alert folks. If you don't stop and go find reanimator, reanimators actually found on Shudder this month. So go check it out. If you want to, um, you're going to find out that a disembodied head makes love to a woman. Um, and that's part of reanimator. So, uh, the film starts with the death of Dr. Gruber. Uh, Dr. Gruber is this uh, doctor that's in Sweden or some other country, and his eyes explode. A man, Herbert West, uh, tells, him, tells people that he didn't kill him, but instead gave him life. And so he reanimated Dr. Gruber, who we find out was actually a professor that he was studying with. So next we see... This guy who's like this cool doctor trying to save this woman and who eventually dies. So he brings her body down to the morgue where he finds Herbert West, a new med student that's in Arkham, Massachusetts. Herbert actually butts heads with one of the professors there. Herbert moves in with uh, Daniel Kane, who actually is the nice guy's hero doctor. He and Herbert start to live together and Herbert ends up killing his cat. And then he blackmails uh, Dan. Because he's like, I know you're sleeping with the Dean's daughter. If, if I can't kill your cat, then I'm going to tell the Dean that you're doing it with his daughter. So Herbert goes ahead and brings the cat back to life that night. And it attacks him. So Dan hears this. He wakes up. He comes down to the basement. Um, and he actually helps him re-kill the cat. Kane tells him, he's like, I don't, I don't believe that you reanimated my cat. And he's like, you must have given it a sedative. You must have done something like that. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to reanimate it again. So he reanimates this cat that's been thrown against the wall, brings it back to life. And so he agrees. Uh, So this nice doctor agrees to go and tell the dean uh, about uh, Herbert's ability to reanimate stuff. So they both get kicked out of school um, and they go back to the morgue to reanimate a body because they have nothing left to lose. So this body that they reanimate ends up killing the Dean. um, And then Herbert kills the corpse. uh, And then they reanimate the Dean who then gets put in a straitjacket. And the professor, who's this bad guy who Herbert was fighting with earlier, wants to do an exploratory surgery on the Dean to fix him. So his daughter agrees and he's super creepy and he has a crush on her. But so he finds out that the Dean is dead. and. Well, I mean, he already knew that because he said he'd do exploratory surgery. But so um, he goes to find Herbert and he tells Herbert, because he knows the dean is dead, that he's going blackmail, to uh, blackmail him for the formula to reanimate stuff. So Herbert's like, um, gets depressed and stuff and decapitates him with a shovel. So after that, he's like, I'm going to reanimate a head and a body. And he does it. So the professor's body actually attacks Herbert. And somehow the professor is able to control the Dean because he's got the serum in his body. And he also lobotomizes the Dean. And so he has the Dean who's the father of the daughter, right? Who's he basically has the Dean steal his kid, brings him back. And then he like handcuffs, like puts her on a table and then the, he takes his, he has his body hold his head and he starts like, doing stuff to her it's awkward um and so you uh herbert and dan come in to try to save the day and they find out that all of the bodies in the morgue had been reanimated and uh, then there's this giant zombie fight and uh herbert is actually attacked by the intestines of the professor they leave herbert there and meg actually dies um and then dan decides to bring her back to life So that is reanimator it was a movie backs
1: it's w- a wild one
0: wtf bro
1: it's a wild one what a weird flick don't let your co know that you watched it
0: yeah it's it was it was one of the movies i I didn't um i knew that's that the the old guy the old professor had a crush on the 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 girl of the movie but i didn't know that there was like the dad was involved like the dude has dinner with his the dad and he's like being creepy towards the daughter. And I'm like, this is 1985. Like, I'm pretty sure the dad'd be like, you know what? Quit making eyes at my daughter. (laughs) You're double her age. Were the eighties wild? The eighties were a wild time, man. So, uh, let's move on. So Bax, what did you not like about the movie?
1: I didn't like the scene where things are happening to the, the lady that's strapped down to the table.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was super uncomfortable by it. Because, Very
1: uncomfortable.
0: Uh, it's it's just an
1: awkward thing altogether. Yeah. Um
0: I didn't like that so Bax What else didn't you like?
1: Is it just show that like we have hearts and we respect women? I would say so. Yeah, because like, I
0: yeah. I was like, just please let it stop. Somebody just come in and attack this guy. But it went on for like a really long time. It's like a two to three minute scene, and it feels like
1: an eternity.
0: Oh yeah, it felt all of three minutes.
1: Yeah um speaking of that that could probably we could probably transition into something else that i didn't like i feel like the pacing at times isn't the best i feel like sometimes it kind of drags i think for me that was earlier in the film i felt like it was like a slow build-up
0: oh yeah Um, like nothing happens for the first half an hour
1: right yeah so so the pacing so the scene with the vulnerable lady and the pacing those would be my two main complaints with this film
0: yeah. I think it would be the wooden acting. Um, Cause there was a lot of just like not great acting in it um, mixed in with, yeah, it's the plot is kind of meh. Like the guy shows up, he's like, I'm in med school here now. And they're like, how did you get here though? Cause you were just in Sweden. And uh, so yeah, there's just, there's plot holes and it just doesn't really jive. Um, but, the movie starts off really strong with the death of that Dr. Gruber whose eyes explode and you're like, I'm ready for a trip. Like, and then nothing happens. And then a cat gets reanimated 35 minutes into the movie and you're like, Oh man, all right, whatever. But so yeah, that was my beef was pacing, uh, acting and then plot.
1: I can agree with all that.
0: I mean, that's a lot not to like.
1: (laughs) What about how our boy Herbert, like, he's chilling at this med school overseas some super wild stuff goes down <laughs> mm-hmm. but then he's able to get into med school in boston
0: i yeah like he's just allowed in and yeah. yeah i mean there was probably no background checks back in 85
1: yeah like i don't know if like it happens overseas and it's like international waters or something so it just gets swept under the rug yeah because you're allowed to murder someone as long as you're overseas yeah
0: It yeah. yeah. makes
1: sense right pax <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm not from here so i murdered okay. this man i leave now
1: yeah go ahead yeah <laughs> right right they see just let the whelp see you <laughs> so
0: um facts what did you like about the movie
1: i like herbert as a character
0: i think it's, he did a good job the actor did great
1: yeah it's an interesting balance between <laughs> being super creepy but also somehow kind of I want to use the word charming. It's like he's so passionate about what he's into, like defeating death and like reanimating a corpse. Like he's so committed to it. I found myself like respecting him, you know, and like appreciating like his drive in that. But at the same time, like it's, it's a creepy thing to be into. And like with killing the cat and like, the corpses come alive and like the, like the corpses are naked and they're going around, like there's some wild stuff going on. Right. So it's, it's the balance between like his creep factor, but also like his commitment and like his drive factor.
0: Yeah. He, he genuinely like really wants to conquer death. Yeah. Um, and so like he, I think he's one of the actors that like hits it out of the park that he's just trying his best. Um, and I mean, he looks nerdy. He looks perfect for this like weird scientist guy. Yeah. Um, And I think it's down to the glasses and the just, he does a great job. Um, And then what did you think of Barbara Crampton, uh, the female lead?
1: I think she did well, you know, like compared to some of the other wooden acting that was in the film. Like, I I think she played her position well. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think she did a really good job too. Uh, I've heard her talk about a couple different things and she's like still in the horror genre. She's like a big enthusiast, which is really cool. Um, So yeah, no, I think, I think she did a really good job. So all in all, um, another thing I liked, I did like the special effects. I thought their special effects were all practical. They're really good. Except the cat, the cat looked like crap. That's the only special effect that I wasn't super into.
1: I still enjoyed it, even though it looked like crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was enjoyable, but I mean, if someone kills my cat, you're, you're not, you're not going to be my friend. And that even if you bring it back, if you had brought the cat back and it was fine, I would have been more apt to be like, okay, this guy has his stuff together. And then all of the craziness happens, not the craziness of the cat getting chucked against the wall and reanimated again and stuff like that. I would rather just have him be like, listen. I'm going to break your cat's neck. Well, then the, then the neck's broken, broken. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't, it doesn't fix you. So, like, if you died of something bad, like, you're still going to be, like, not able to move your legs or whatever, so. How did you feel about the body being able to be reanimated and the head being able to rean- be reanimated and him being able to control all this stuff?
1: It, it's a fun twist. It was so weird. Well, it, it, it's, it's very far-fetched, but, like,
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> I like that he was able to control all of the zombies or reanimated bodies all at the same time with his own mind. But right. he's not seeing what they're doing. And so there's a couple things I'm just like, if you're not able to see, unless you're, like, your eyes go white and you can take over the bodies and stuff like that, like, I think there needed to be something more for him to, like, be able to do all the magic that he was able to do so anyways backs how about you hit me with those internet grades
1: man people on the internet are super into this like you go over to Rotten Tomatoes 95% of their critics gave this a positive review and 82% of the general audience gave it a positive review so like Rotten Tomatoes real solid grades real solid marks for Reanimator. And if you go to IMDb, it's got a 7.2, um, which still, I mean, for something like from the 80s, from the horror genre on IMDb, is actually a pretty high rating.
0: Hey, Bax, do you want to hear what the real internet thinks? I would love to. The Headless Doctor Gave Good Head. I saw this in the theater in 1985 as a kid. As a kid, Bax. <laughs> that's that's the thing that i think that like i I don't get it because if you were a kid
1: how did they let you in i thought it was looking back on it it's wild to me that my mom took me to see jurassic Park in theaters when i was five because the t-rex was scary but like reanimator when you're a kid that's like it's a little bit much man it's a
0: gazillion percent a lot much Herbert West brought a lot of people back to life, and not one of them showed any appreciation. That's true. Somebody wants to call this film "Attack of the Naked Zombie."
1: There's definitely some naked reanimated corpses doing some attacking. So I, I can kind of see it. How do you feel about
0: that? Like really, like strong guy being the the guy that they reanimate, and he just like is hulking out, and his face is all crazy.
1: And just putting in that work. It was so weird. I thought of another thing that I like about Herbert. Okay. Like, when the first stuff goes down with the reanimated corpse, he's like, and like the cop shows up, he's like quick on his feet. Like, he's like working on the fly and like, breaking it down to the cop how things happen and clearly that's not how it happened Mm -hmm. but the fact that like in the heat of that moment he's able to make this out of the cop and and his boy's like on the ground the fetal position and he kind of has like a tender moment with his boy right and he's like you're just in shock like don't worry about it you're gonna be okay i mean he sees
0: some wild stuff though right like he's like you hear that he's like reanimated a bunch of like cats and dogs and a bunch of stuff he basically sounds like a serial killer all he's doing is going around killing animals and then he starts killing humans so basically this guy's a serial killer trying to reanimate his victims
1: but but he, but he just he just killed the he just killed the one guy with the shovel right that was the only human that he killed
0: I mean but you don't know about Dr. Gruber I'm the, Dr. This Gruber's gonna die, and he could have been like hmm I bet I can reanimate you instead of calling 911 he probably just let him die yeah. And then he's like, I'll get you back.
1: Yeah. The, the Dr. Gruber stuff thinking emojis.
0: Yeah. I did like the, uh, the weird, uh, musical sequence with all of like the pictures of this brain and stuff in the beginning of the movie. I thought that was an interesting thing. So backs. Now that we know what the real internet thinks, we talked about what we liked and didn't like. Let's grade this bad boy. I'm going to go first. Are you ready? Yes. D plus. That's, what I think it is. you want to unpack that D plus? I mean, the plot is loose. The headless sequence where he takes advantage of a woman, a lady that is half his age. Um, I don't need to watch this movie again. <laughs> I just don't like, I mean, I would, I would watch other movies again. I'd be like, hey, you know what? That was a C movie. I watch it. This is a D plus. I'm not, I'm not going to, it's not on my radar. Yeah. I've seen it once was in a five dollar movie pack i would pass it by i it just it's not for me it's one of those and like it's checked
1: off the list right
0: absolutely this is one thing that i checked off my bucket list i watched but,
1: reanimator i can kinda, move on yeah and kind of like if there's like like a movie guy card or like a horror movie guy card like this is one that it's like it kind of gets you that status like you've seen reanimator like if you're like an anime person and you've seen Neon genesis evangelion right it's like it's it, it's checked off hmm absolutely
0: this has been checked yeah God, what a weird movie backs start at start at whatever score you want to start at
1: tell them why we're gonna start at the five so we're gonna start at like the standard base i'm adding 0.5 for those visual effects 0.5 for like the film's self-awareness and like knowing what it is and i felt like it was like embracing that 0.5 for its legacy in the genre or, like, it's cult status, so to speak, 0.25 for Herbert, which leads us at a 6.75 overall for me. Which would be... Is that D plus D-plus? D-plus. There we go. There we go. We agree. We absolutely agree. And, and, like, you, like, I'm glad that I viewed it and it's checked off the bucket list, but I don't need to go back to it. Yeah, we probably need to
0: revisit this thing, because that means, like, a 1 through 5 is an F... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hash out the rating system. And I mean, at least it's like I'm giving it some depth and I'm not just like, it's an A because I was happy. Because like, yeah. th- that's how I was going before. So I'm, you know, it's a work in progress. Wait, so you were, were you happy when you were watching this? Not really. Uh, that's why I was a D. Okay, I gotcha. Fair enough. <laughs> I was uncomfortable more than anything. Like I was bored and then I was uncomfortable. And yeah. there were a few times and I was like, that's kind of neat right it was a very like oh that's a cool special effect like that's the kind of movie it
0: was it was nice to see what they were doing in 1985 um i think 1985 was a good year for movies um reanimator you've been watched man that's it that's
1: all i can say what movie made the most money at the box office in 85 i don't know Bax. how would you tell me (laughs) I'm, i'm just gonna we this might get kept in this might get cut i'm just gonna google Nineteen eighty five. All right, you while you're doing that, uh Children of the is stupid
0: because it's children of the corn. And uh <laughs> Hellraiser's
1: stupid because there's a person that's like Oh, Bob, oh you totally know these movies, but please continue.
0: Yeah. Um it's probably an
1: Indiana Jones. No spoilers. You you continue yeah. talking about what you're talking about. Um
0: Hell Hellraiser is not my cup of tea either. Uh, I watched a bunch of them in a row. Uh, I made my wife watch them with me and she was like <laughs> why are we doing this and, I, and it like it gave, it gave me nothing other than to be like well it's about a guy who skins people and has got nails in his head um so, <laughs> and then there's a weird guy that like makes clicking sounds like
1: like i don't know
0: man it's it's a wild
1: watch our friend our friend doge was asking me over dinner like <laughs> we were talking about different horror franchises you know mm-hmm. so like Friday the 13th and like Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. And we were talking about some of the more obscure ones and how got brought up. And it was, and it was a funny conversation with Doge.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not, not for me. Bax, what do you think of Children of the Corn? Do, I,
1: like I, I own the films and I haven't watched any of them. <laughs> yeah. So they're trash too. I mean, I, you get past like the first one and they're like low ratings, like yeah. V low, like sub, sub four on IMDb. But part of me is like, man, I kind of want to watch it though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's the thing. And like, there's, there's so much to watch. And oh, especially yeah. like, like with streaming and stuff now, like, it's <laughs> when am I going to get around to that? I don't know. <laughs> no clue. Man, what about 1985 and film though? Back to the Future. Dude, that's totally it. There you go. Back to the Future was number one. Man, I like that Bob knew that. Do you want to guess what number two is? Yeah, no. Um, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Mm, mm, that's a good flick. No, number 3, I Rocky 4. Okay. Number 4, Color Purple. Number 5, Out of Africa. Okay. Number 9, The Goonies.
0: Mm, the Goonies should have taken number 1.
1: Nah. 2. On December 3rd, Roger Moore stepped down from the role of James Bond after 12 years and 7 films. He was replaced by Timothy Dalton. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm just feeding you facts about 85. I I don't, I don't care about 85 anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay,
0: good. All right, guys. Uh, So if you're interested in listening to other podcasts, go over to Gamezilla Media, check out Gamezilla, check out Legend of Retro, check out Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, and Noiseland
1: Arcade. Bax, if they want to interact with us, what do they do? They can go to Instagram. So if you go to the gram, Movie Blast Podcast, that's us. We post podcasts. When we're dropping episodes, you'll be able to stay updated like that. If you shoot us a DM, we'll respond to your DM. Leave us a comment, we'll respond to your comment. So, if you want to engage with us, that's the easiest way to do it. Word. Bob, what do you tell them if they want to watch Hellraiser films though?
0: I just say don't. Um, <laughs> if you want a movie recommendation, watch Cabin in the Woods. That's my movie recommendation. If You want to watch <laughs> Hellraiser? Watch Cabin in the Woods. If you want to watch oh, yeah. Children of the Corn? watch uh drag me to hell i just like the response don't don't do it i'm not pinhead fan it's it's not for you it's not for me hey there's this demonic box you want to play with it no there's an evil guy who comes out and skins you no i'm good hey you want to go to elm street and sleep no i'm fine you want to go to crystal lake hell no like no thanks Hey, you, wanna, you want this gold? The leprechaun, leprechaun lost it. No, I'm, I'm fine. The gold, leprechaun can have it. So anyways, guys, uh, go, go rate our podcast, please. And uh, be, uh, be friendly to strangers because who knows? They might eat you. <sighs> Too dark. Be friendly to strangers because you don't know if they'll try to reanimate you. Man. Or hit you in the head with a shovel. And then reanimate you. And then reanimate you, yeah. So,
1: all right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Hit him with it. Well, see ya! Movie Blast with Bob and Bax.